0: This is going to be an instant classic. This is Down the TV Rabbit Hole with Jim Sion, yours truly, and Harry Bartosiak in the Chicago area, who has a big surprise morning today. He told me he's got to go first, and he's not going to tell me much about what's going on. He's throwing me a big curveball. So, Harry, it's all yours, buddy.
1: All right. We gotta get going, Jim. I gotta go first because I'm freezing out here. I'm here in New York, outside the famous Macy's Department Store. Happy Thanksgiving. I'm sitting next to an empty chair because I just fired Joe Gargiola, who was gonna be my co-host. But you instead are gonna be replace him. Here's a hat, here's a scarf. Get ready for the TV rabbit hole. Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade special. Oh, are a, you ready? Great idea, great idea. We're going to have a virtual parade this year because of COVID-19. And we can't have the normal 120 people that are pulling these giant Macy's balloons along because of social distancing rules. But fear not, because Jim and I have come up with some celebrity faces to use as Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade balloon.
0: Yeah, we hinted at this and we kind of joked about it, but you're actually, you've gone to the trouble to actually go to New York and arrange for these celebrity balloon heads to be coming down the pike for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Boy, oh boy, the production costs are just going to be through the roof, but I'm sure it's going to be worth it.
1: It's through the roof. I've been in New York all week researching the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade for our show, and I want to report to you some stunning factual information. Okay. Did you know, Jim, that this parade is the oldest holiday parade in the United States? Wow. It's been sponsored by the Macy's Company since 1924, damn near 100 years old, and has been on TV since 1953. Originally a one-hour show, it has now ballooned to three hours, no pun intended, right. and has uh, pretty much been on c- TV continuously, and it's a mainstay. I mean, when you were growing up and the families rustling and bustling about on Thanksgiving, what was on TV in the background in the morning?
0: Oh, always the Thanksgiving Day parade, Always. <laughs>
1: Right, I mean, and you knew it was also the kickoff to Christmas because the last thing to come by in this parade was Santa Claus, right? Santa at the end, waving, and the ho ho ho, you know, here he is—it's Santa Claus—and you run, get your brother, get your sister, look (sighs) at that air Santa. Now we know we're ready for Christmas. Okay, and now
0: it was the real Santa. It wasn't like Sebastian Cabot dressed in a Santa. It was the real Santa Claus, yes, yes. the real one.
1: Yes, yes. This show, before we get into the balloons, I just can't believe the wonderful names that we can pull out of uh, the bucket here when it comes to people who have been performers or hosts on this show. In the 1950s, When this show first started, uh, we've talked about this before. They basically use the Today Show host a lot of the time as the main host and and people on the street for the parade. Like right now, this year, you'll see Savannah Guthrie, Hoda Kotb, and Al Roker. Right. Uh, And, uh, you know, it's it's okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. But, you know, we see that every day. But back in the 50s, you would have seen Hugh Downs and Arlene Francis. No, it's not What's My Line or 2020. (laughs) It's uh, the Macy's Thanksgiving Parade. Joined by Ernie Kovacs a year later. The great Ernie Kovacs, yeah. The great Ernie Kovacs. But then from 57 to 58, Burt Parks, who was, uh, you know, famously on the Arby's commercials. And I think he did some other kind of um, uh, annual, he did some kind of beauty pageant too, right? Uh, Yeah, maybe. uh, Yeah, yeah. Gene Rayburn, that balloon is so big. How big is it? when it sits around the house, it really sits around the house. No, no, you're not doing a joke. You got to have something with a blank.
0: When, when that balloon is so big, uh, it took blank to fill it up with helium. Yeah, you know, I don't know.
1: Yeah, be, okay. Anyway, um, Bob Hope, That balloon isn't that balloon wild? A, you know, hey, here comes a Kmart balloon. I hope they. I uh, hope it drops some what, food. Now, why do, why do I
0: get the feeling that Bob Hope w- wouldn't even wouldn't even prepare anything about the balloons? He'd just show up with, <laughs> like, 25 jokes in his hand and just start reading them. <laughs>
1: <Right>. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're right. But anyway, they had him on there in 1960. I'm sure it was uh, heavily plugged by Texaco that year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Schenkel, and I loved him, he was 1962, and I loved his commercials during the Pro Bowlers Tour. Uh, He would would promote uh, Stroh's beer as tasting better because it's served in brown bottles, and beer tastes better in brown bottles. It's funny
0: how you remember everything about every beer commercial from the 1960s (laughs) to the
1: 1990s. (laughs) Well, that was one of the that was pre Miller Lite. Right. So that morphed into all we need is one pin, Rodney, you know, so Um, Lauren Green showed up with a can of Alpo in the cast of Bonanza 1963 to 72. Martin Milner and Kent McCord got co-hosting duties to give heavy plugs to their show. Adam Twelve, yep, uh, nineteen seventy four. Then you had you know a variety of other names you will recognize like Peter Marshall, Pat Sajak, Bert Convey. and in later years, uh, looks like it was in the uh, late in the eighties, uh, Bryant Gumbel and Willard Scott. And you know those two didn't get along, so I'm sure they didn't weren't too happy about spending Thanksgiving together. Take this turkey and shove it up your ass, Willard. <laughs>
0: Now see that would make that make the parade actually, you know, must see TV. Right now it's just kind of background, but if that actually happened, I'd watch it every year.
1: I'll tell you what I'll shove up your ass my toupee down your throat, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I don't know, but that that'd be funny. Yeah, Matt Lauer, Meredith Vieira, you know, all the normal uh, today, show, today show, show hosts. Right. But the performers, Jim, the per- the names of the performers, is stunning. A variety of who's who. 1949, they had only one performer, and you know who that was? Al Jolson. Uncle milty
0: okay? Oh, Jesus Christ!
1: Oh. God. The next year, 1950, I guess they had the same budget, only one performer, Jimmy Durante. Now, okay? see, that's
0: good. Jimmy Durante was good, so I'll I'll agree with that one.
1: <laughs> right. Then they started adding a shitload of people. And, and um, some of these are pretty damn good. Like 1954, Abbott and Costello, Sid Caesar, the cast of Howdy Doody. You know, not bad. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The cast of Bonanza was on 1961. Lauren Green, Dan Blocker, Michael Landon. You can tell that they're promoting the shows. They're on the, they're on the floats waving. Joe E. Ross. Ooh, ooh. Fred Aww. Gwynn. You know, Car 54, Where Are You float? Sure. Casey Stengel. Lionel Hampton. Oh, that's good wow. stuff! Wow, now see that's um, good
0: because you know what? I think you should have real musicians playing real music, uh, uh, musical instruments because that way you don't need a pre-recorded track. You don't need that much amplification. Get Lionel Hampton out there with a good band. I'd love that.
1: Well, you're right, and that's exactly why. For example, in 1968, they had the Banana Splits, so the you know, performing live. La 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 la. And I think I can sing that. That's not even a
0: song. That's just three notes. So you can sing that one
1: couple years stand out to me in particular 1963 let's i would have loved to be at this parade standing street side where you get to see all in the same parade michael landon jack palance ray Bolger, mitch miller alan sherman and fred Gwynn. wow and then, for good measure on the drums gene krupa so that's good stuff that's great. cast of the monsters the next year 1964 uh just a couple more here oh then we get into the 70s and it got even better 1970, Rosie Greer and Don Ho and Eddie Albert. Pretty good for yeah. one parade. Sure. 73, George Jones, Tammy Wynette, Evil Knievel, and John Davidson. Wow. I mean, is this great or what? 1978, Melba Moore, the Smothers Brothers, and Shields and Yarnell. <laughs> oh,
0: Shields and Yarnell? No way.
1: Oh, yeah. my God.
0: <laughs> what the hell could and they maybe, do? Oh, my God.
1: That's terrible. But keep going. I mean, there's so many others, even in that same parade the village people, Ricardo Montalban, Imogene Coco, Bruce Jenner, the Oak Ridge boys. Well, a lot are, of pe- are you a lot kidding of pe- me?
0: A lot of people don't realize Ricardo Montalban and Bruce Jenner were both original members of the uh, village people.
1: So, well, I- actually, <laughs> yeah. they may have been, but in this particular parade, Ricardo Montalban was driving in a Cordoba. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> a rich Corinthian leather was all the rage in 1978. Sure. Um but 1979 may have been one of the best years. Mickey Rooney, Herb Alpert, Sandy Duncan, Sean Anand, my personal favorite, Larry Storch. Oh.
0: Well, I was okay. going to say, Herb Alpert would be a natural because you just, you know, you get him a couple of trombone players, let him play the horn. That's a good, that's a good parade act.
1: Yeah. Now, there have been many... Uh, singing performers, and you just touched on it. I mean, you can imagine Mariah Carey uh, out there, uh, Gloria Gaynor. um, I'm looking. It's just, you know, they're they're all over the place, but they're almost all lip-synced, okay? None of them sang live, hardly. They tried it a couple of times, but not really. The Rockettes were in every year. There's about 80 of these Rockettes doing their leg kicks, so they're not doing it this year. This year, um it's mostly virtual they are having the parade it's only one block long they are going to have the balloons but they're only gonna have 12 rather than 18 they're gonna be pulled by vehicles rather than dragged by hundred twenty people uh... So a lot of the performances are going to be taped but so i thought you know it sounds like kind of a downer but i thought we could supplement it make it better for the people by having this audio enhancement uh... where we're going to have some balloons of our own And I thought, what's perfect for the Macy's Day balloons, and by the way, let me just talk for a minute about the balloons before I get into it, because we're going to add some celebrity balloons. But the balloons started in 1928. They started with basic things like a tiger, a fish, a bird, an elephant. And then they later went into characters like Felix the Cat, Mickey Mouse, Uncle Sam, Gulliver. You know, you saw Underdog for all those years until the thing basically wore out Woody Woodpecker. (laughs)
0: Oh, geez, yeah, that's topical. (laughs) Woody
1: Woodpecker. Smokey the Bear. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, Humpty Dumpty, Betty Boop, you know, Yogi Bear, (laughs) Bugs Bunny. The last
0: Betty Boop cartoon was produced in 1931, I think, for
1: God's sake. I know. And, of course, the granddaddy of them all, Bullwinkle, right? Oh, yeah. Here comes
0: Bullwinkle. Well, Bullwinkle and Snoopy, I think, are the two that everyone (laughs)
1: likes to see. There's Snoopy! Okay, so um, they're going to have less of them this year, but they will have balloons out. But they had some mishaps involving the balloons. A couple years, they had the balloons knocked over lampposts. One year, one lady got knocked, clocked in the noggin, fractured her skull, and spent a month in a coma. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, and then some, I think a couple, uh, some other people got injured as well. So they had some mishaps. 1971, they couldn't do them at all. These are basically giant rubber Helium-filled balloons designed to float about 2,000 feet above the air, but they can be, you know, lowered up and sure. down. The funnest fact ever is when they first started launching these balloons, they did not have the technology in the first few years to deflate them. So at the end of the parade route, they would just let them go up into space <laughs> until they came down. Uh, and when they had a $100 reward for a safe return of the balloon. If it was usable. So, right. uh, you know, families go out, you know, on a picnic or whatever and search for these balloons and uh, <laughs> bring them back, get a hundred bucks. So that would have been, they should do that now. I think it would be awesome. Well, the only can, problem can is me, n-
0: the, if you did it now, granted, a hundred bucks back then was a lot of money. That was probably like, what, a month's salary in the 20s? Or, yeah. You right. know? So so now what you do is they let the balloon go and there'd be this stampede of all sorts of people just following the balloon in the air. It'd almost be like, a, what was that a horrible movie? It's a mad, 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 mad world where everyone's racing <laughs> around,
1: you know? It's too bad they can't have as many balloons this year. But I thought, you know, we have observed a phenomenon with certain celebrities that it seems like later in their career, there comes a point when their face <laughs> swells up to Do the I- point where... Their features get smaller, and the face gets bigger, to where it looks like it's damn near ready to explode. And I don't know how it happens. There might be different reasons for it, but it's very common. And uh, I thought that these people look like they're turning almost a human version of a Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade balloon. So I thought maybe we could pull a few of these people down the avenue, down the boulevard. That's a great idea. uh, for a given audio simulation of what this might look like if we're watching TV on Thanksgiving morning. Well, that's wow! It.
0: That's a, that's just a great idea. I just can't believe no one has thought of this before you. And I, just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just I, I have I have a couple that I might you know be be interested in in, in and maybe I'll throw them out because maybe you'll see them on the horizon coming around the corner. But you start it since you're actually there. I'm doing this remotely from New Orleans, uh, so you, okay. So you go, man.
1: Well, so the first one, um, some of these people are no longer with us. Others are still with us. Uh Uh, You know, it is what it is. Uh, The first one coming down the avenue, I think, is an actor who appeared in many martial arts films and was always in great shape. And then somewhere along the line, his head swelled up to enormous proportions. Here he comes. Look at it. He's got a scowl on his face and the big eyebrows tilted downwards. It's Steven Seagal, Jim. Look at that balloon. No, I,
0: you know, I'm having a little trouble making it out with my monitor. Does he have the ponytail or has he now got the buzz
1: cut? He's got the ponytail and he's got the sunglasses tilted on his nose, but the face is so big he can barely make out either of those features.
0: Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, it's yeah. good to see Stephen participating. That's wonderful.
1: Oh, my God. So right around the corner, I can see another balloon coming. Do you okay. do you can you see who it is? Is it one of your balloons? No,
0: no, well, you know, um, my monitor isn't that good. It's, okay. from,
1: from from where I'm sitting.
0: It looks like it looks like Jay Leno.
1: Oh, my God. yes. As a matter of fact, they're having trouble wedging this one in between <laughs> the buildings because the face got so big, it just seemed to grow annually to the point where at this point it's just hard to, they're pulling they're like you know they it's almost ripping as they pull it right. across oh, the Oh god I
0: hope there's not a disaster. Oh right. I'd hate to have another yeah. situation where someone's in a coma for a month. Oh
1: Right, because right behind that, uh, I know the kids are anxious to see the next one, uh, and uh, I think that the the sideburns and the glasses give it away. It's Elvis Presley, oh. end-stage Elvis. Oh, sure,
0: 1977 Lord. Elvis, I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh. oh, and he's bobbing up and down, and I think he just dropped a scarf into the crowd, and uh, oh. the Charlie Hodge balloon caught it just before it got to the... <laughs> To the street. Yeah, but but, that was but, nice. I wonder if
0: the Charlie Hodge balloon is going to bring the Elvis balloon like his water too. If, if Elvis, you know, the Elvis <laughs> balloon needs the water.
1: Oh well, I tell you, they've got a ton of these balloons. What's coming next, Jim? You yeah, see,
0: you know, and again, my monitor—it's it, not—it's it, not a great shot, and I'm getting a little bit closer. My God, is that Delta Burke? <laughs>
1: oh, it is. <laughs> oh God, amazing. Yeah, and she is—that is stunning. Stunning. I yes. mean, I, I, I didn't think that, um, uh, you know, she really filled out and uh, makes a great balloon uh, for Thanksgiving time. So yeah, wonderful. It's, to, it's, it's, it's yeah. great,
0: and at the same time, it's a horrible tragedy. But I'm glad to see that she's here participating. That's that's good.
1: Well, so great to see her. And next, here he comes, uh, one of America's beloved favorites. He's dropping Ritz crackers under the crowd. It's <laughs> end-stage Andy Griffith. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, it's you know, I'm I, it's it's good again. I like to see Andy, but uh, but boy, mm. I didn't, that's big. I mean, it's it's almost like
1: it's, yeah. it, it's it got. I didn't my, recognize him.
0: No, my mm-hmm. monitor got real dark, and I realized he was just blocking the entire sun. So,
1: wow. Yeah, well, Jim, no. our budget's limited, but I think we have to, uh, we have it in the budget for a few more balloons. Do you have another one here in your stable?
0: And again, I'm just looking. I'm looking. Oh, of course, there's William Shatner.
1: Oh yes,
0: William Shatner. Oh well, I love
1: him, so I'm glad he's here. Well, he was elected president of the Macy's Balloon Face Society uh, this year. I think he's you know he's the inaugural president. So glad to have uh, uh, Captain Kirk coming down the avenue. And here we've got a couple others here. Okay. Oh my lord, this next one. Uh, Here's another great female star, Kathleen Turner. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't I never thought she'd be a candidate, but I guess it happened kind of overnight. Uh and she's there she is. No, Macy's she's a... all gussied up for the Macy's parade.
0: Boy, that that might be the largest balloon when you count head and body. For God, that's probably the largest balloon in the parade. I
1: think we just have a couple to go. Uh have you got one?
0: Well, I, I again, my monitor isn't that great, but boy this is sure a pretty balloon. And oh, oh. Oh, this is tragic. Oh my god, it's Ashley Judd. <coughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh, I don't know why I'm laughing. Yeah, no, it's turning dark here. I, I think I, that people are covering their eyes. I'm not sure why, but what uh, oh, a shame! Uh, we, oh, let's get the next one in the door. Okay, here it comes. Everybody's happy now because this next balloon is kissing all the women as it goes. It's Richard Dawson, oh, of end stage, end of life. Richard Dawson, a
0: favorite, a favorite. Thank, yeah. Now, right. I, now, I, now, this is surprising to me because I didn't think they would do this. Um, but they're actually bringing back a classic, uh, even though it's been a few years. And I'm, I'm I'm just looking at my notes and looking at the monitor. Is that Ted Kennedy?
1: Oh, hey, well, hey. it is a political season still. Yeah. yeah, there he is. Hello, Senator. Yes, sir, <laughs> Senator. Followed by another uh, throwback. Yeah. Uh, this is from the Wayback Machine from the uh, Underwood Ham commercials. Mason Reese, oh. former child star. <laughs> that's
0: that's. Oh, I the- really didn't think. He- yeah. That, that's from the very, very, very obscure <laughs> throwback uh, category. But, wow, Mason Reese. Oh, I man. didn't think
1: he'd get a balloon, but he did. Wow. Yeah, amazing. I think there's just a couple left to go. We're at the tail end. It's kind of like Santa Claus is coming up. Have you got yep. one more for well, us, Jim? Yeah, and,
0: of course, here's the favorite. They saved some of the best for last. Uh, 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 just one of the classic balloon faces of all time. Here, Mr. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Val right
1: Kilmer. Yep. He may be the number one balloon face <laughs> of all time, uh, of the current stars. Uh, but just bringing up the rear, I see Santa Claus in the Beverly Hillbillies truck, and sitting next to him is Max Bear Jr., <laughs> her final
0: wow. balloon.
1: Unless you got another no, one no, now that I, we can tag I, on as a prologue. They're waving, Santa's waving, and there comes the big Max Bear Jr. head with the Jethro shirt And it's a fabulous way to end the parade. Wow. uh, None of them popped. None of them exploded. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody. That's our gift to you.
0: Well, it's your your gift. You came up with the idea. You took care of all the show prep, getting to New York, and and, and making sure it all went off. So, Harry, thank you very much. What a spectacular episode.
1: And now let's get inside, and we'll on to the second portion of the program, which we can do in a nice, warm studio.
0: This is a show that started in 1951. And it went all the way till 1978. Now, it wasn't on... Concentration. No, <laughs> no, it wasn't on uh, in consecutive years. It would be on, then it was off, then it was on, then it was off. Mm. Uh, it started actually uh, in 1951 on the old Dumont network. Mm. And then it moved to CBS as the main performer jump networks, because Dumont was kind of failing at that point. And uh, some people will say, hey, you know what? There were really only 39 of these episodes, but there were actually a lot now, more.
1: Now, <laughs> wait a minute.
0: Who am I talking about?
1: Now, Rochester, you're talking about the Jack Benny program. Well, I could see
0: where you'd say that when I said 39. Damn it. No, that was, that was very good. You jumped on the 39. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I was getting. At to least the... I
1: got to do. Yeah,
0: you got to do your Jack. But yeah, you want to do a little more Jack? You can do some Jack if you no,
1: want. I no, I, I hadn't prepared. I don't really do a good Jack. Hello, Mr. Benny. That, Hello, Mr. Benny. Yeah, this is go. Rochester. Now, Rochester. There you go. There you go. Very right, right, so, good.
0: So some people say there were only 39 of these episodes. And for many years, there were only 39. But then in the 1980s, all of a sudden, we found some that were lost. And away we go!
1: Oh, finally, <laughs> uh, okay. honeymooners
0: started on Dumont uh, as part of the old Cavalcade of Stars. With the that-
1: stars, Jackie Gleason. Very good. Keep going. Um. Oh, with the stars, Jackie Gleason, Audrey Meadows, Jane Meadows, no, and Ed Norton. <laughs> You're close. Art
0: Carney and Jane—not uh, Jane Meadows. That was the other Meadows. Uh, I, God, Joyce Randolph. That's it. Joyce Randolph was right. Trixie. So that's right. Now, actually, you know,
1: uh, the first Alice.
0: There were actually two Alices before Audrey Meadows. Did you know that?
1: Linda Lavin was one. <laughs> <Linda> Lavin.
0: No. <laughs> no, the first Alice was 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 an actress named Pert Kelton uh yeah,
1: not familiar no
0: she was older than gleason she wasn't as good as audrey meadows and she actually got blacklisted that's the reason why she didn't uh, she didn't do it when they moved to cbs
1: for being a communist
0: yeah and the second really? the second alice and i know you don't know this one because i don't know it was an actress named ginger jones hmm, no and she was in a couple
1: and then she got blacklisted Holy crap it was uh, it was dicey back in Hollywood in those days. You say the one wrong thing and uh, you're all of a sudden you're a communist for God's sakes.
0: Well obviously Audrey Meadows said the right things, but she originally Jackie Gleason didn't want her in the role at all. He said, no, oh, you're, you're a
1: communist, Alice. No. You're a communist
0: <laughs> <laughs> well she she had one problem, and that the fact was everyone thought she was way too good looking to play Alice Uh-. Uh-huh. Really? she had been like on broadway it. and you know was kind of a glamour girl in her day and so jackie gleason said no no she's too pretty we need someone who's who's uglier so what she did which is brilliant she had her agent come over and she t- messed up her hair and she put an old house coat no makeup uh and was smoking a cigarette she had the agent take pictures of her looking unglamorous sent him to Gleason, and he said, any girl who's got the gall and the sense of humor to let somebody take pictures of her when she's looking at her worst, I want her. And so sure enough, Audrey Meadows joined the cast and you know was in a lot of those episodes in the 50s and 60s.
1: I wear the pants around this house. Believe me, those pants would fit around this house. I take back
0: my offer to you of a job in a sewer. Besides, you wouldn't even fit through the manhole. Get
1: out! And it started not as a show... On its own, but it was part of the Jackie Gleason show, right? Is that the the
0: deal? Yep, exactly right. It was the Cavalcade of Stars on Dumont, then it moved to CBS. uh, Jackie Gleason show from 1952 to 55. Then, of course, they took one season where they just did the classic 39 episodes. They put them on film um, and just did 39 episodes on The Honeymooners. No Jackie Gleason show. But believe it or not, where do you think it was rated? The Honeymooners, one of the great shows of all time. At the end of the season, where do you think it was rated in the Nielsen ratings?
1: Well, when you put it like that, I'm going to guess it was way down there.
0: 29. 29. Out of what? Uh, Back then, you had like 60 shows, so it was like in the middle.
1: In the middle? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So then, well, they, isn't that a common phenomenon? Like we're surprised when we find out that some of these shows, you know, were canceled after a year and a half, and then they're in syndication forever. They're everybody loves them, but they weren't really all that hot when they were on the air. You, even back then, Honeymooners is an example, right?
0: Well, it, it seems like a lot of times after a season or two, it catches on. Like Happy Days wasn't a big hit for a season and a no. half. Um, Good point. but, but Gleason just said, nah, you know, he says, and they went back to the Jackie Gleason show and they continue to have the, the honeymooners be part of the Gleason show where he'd do his characters like, um, the poor soul and Joe, the bartender and, um, oh, yeah. who, the, the, the guy, the drunk guy who uh, always wore the tuxedo. I'll put that in the corrections. The reason that the Honeymooners got that added injection, if you will, added injection of, 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 of uh, adrenaline is the fact that when they were doing the Jackie Gleason show, Jackie Gleason took all those kinescopes. They were kinescopes then, which is basically just a, a film camera looking at a TV screen as the show is broadcast live on the air. Then they would take those kinescopes and they'd send them to the West Coast because they didn't have a transcontinental line that did live TV out on the West Coast. They'd get it a week later. So after they got done with the kinescopes, uh, Gleason said, you know, I want those. I'm going to keep those. They're like, oh, sure. We don't want them. We don't need them. Uh, And they told Desi Arnaz the same thing with I Love Lucy. Once we play them, what do we want? Who's going to watch it again? So Gleason put those and he'd always say, I had them in an air conditioned vault for over 30 years. And so then he brought them out, chopped (laughs) them up, and they became the Honeymooners Lost episodes, which, of course, appeared on. I think he got a huge deal with Showtime. Uh, and then, of course, they went into syndication. It's still on the air right now. As a matter of fact, I was watching one of the networks here in New Orleans, and they're showing the old lost episodes of the Honeymooners, and it's great. It's hilarious.
1: Are they any good, those episodes? Excellent. As a matter of
0: fact, they have the funniest joke, in my opinion, that the Honeymooners ever did. It's an episode called Aunt Ethel, where uh, uh, Alice has an Aunt Ethel who's kind of a spinster, to use a term from the 50s, and Aunt Ethel is coming to New York to live with them, well, of course, Jackie Gleason doesn't want Aunt Ethel living in the house, you know. Uh, yeah. So he finds, I think it's a local, I think it's the local butcher who happens to be either a widower or he never got married. So he's trying to set them up. So they're both in the house. And then uh, Jackie Gleason and Audrey Meadows, Ralph and Alice, they leave the room to leave uh, the couple alone. And hopefully they'll start to, you know, to, to, to flirt with each other. And that starts to happen. And in the background... Um, there's music playing, and I should have said this at the beginning, but Jackie Gleason borrows, uh, or Ralph Cramden borrows Ed Norton's record player, so he can play some mood music. So they've yeah. got like, I think they actually have I'm in the mood for love playing in the background. <laughs> 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 <Okay>. So <clears throat> they go for about a minute, minute and a half, The Butcher and Ann Ethel, and The butcher is really starting to make his movie, saying, well, you know, he says, I'd visit New York more, or she says, I'd visit New York more often if I had somebody special to see. And he's like, "Well, I'm so glad to hear you say that." Just as he's starting to move in, Ed Norton comes through the door, and everyone starts laughing because they know something funny is going to happen. And he says, "Hey, I, I heard the music. I, I thought maybe you, you might like to hear one of my records." So he takes the 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 arm off the turntable, puts the record on the turntable, and remember, there's no pre-recorded stuff. There's actually a live orchestra there, 15 feet away. So Whoa, yeah. he puts the record down, and all of a sudden, the loudest version of an old New Orleans classic, South Rampart Street Parade, comes on. And it's not in the public domain, so I can't sing it, but it's just like... And, of course, Ed Norton starts dancing crazy. He's wiggling his legs, and he's throwing his arms in the air, and he goes, Hey! And he's slapping his hands, and he's doing the big leg kick and all this stuff. So Gleason... <laughs> Gleason hears it. He comes barreling out, and he and he takes the record and he smashes it. And he goes, "Get out of here!" And then he puts the "I'm <laughs> in the mood for love" and does a little, you know, uh, a little conducting to the music, and then leaves. And it's it, it, the whole thing lasts 30 seconds, and you can find it on YouTube. Literally, every time I see it, I laugh
1: oh that is hilarious I love that I mean there's so many classics on yeah. the Honeymooners it, 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 you're talking just the show Screams classic remember the episode when Ralph was on the, uh, Name That Tune I mean uh, yeah Ralph <laughs> yes. was on Name That Tune and Norton's helping him uh, he's got the piano or and he's helping him and it, he keeps warming up with way down upon the Swanee River Can <laughs> you wait a minute please you always play da da
0: da da, da 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 before you go in and play the song I'm trying to
1: guess. If I told you once, I told you a hundred times, it's the only way I can warm up before I play the piano. A
0: pitcher warms up before he pitches a ball game? I got to warm up that way before I play the piano.
1: Well, uh, finally, Cramden gets on the show. That's the song they play. And... All right, Mr. Cramden,
0: for $100, who is the composer of Swanee River? <laughs>
1: River.
0: That's right. Now who's the composer? Your time's running out. Hurry up, you better take a guess.
1: <laughs> Ed Norton. What a classic show. I loved it so much, and I loved uh that's where I first learned that people used to have big blocks of ice in their refrigerator. That's why they call it an ice box before. Uh, The other thing I still think about the honeymooners to this day is, you know at the beginning of the show when they show Jackie Gleason's face in the moon? Yes. If you look... At the moon, when it's damn near a full moon, it does look like <laughs> Jackie Gleason's face. I swear to God. You know, because I've posted that on Facebook before. The the actual shot from the honeymooners and the picture of the moon with his face. It looks like it. It's it really does. Now the, you know it's, a, it,
0: it's funny how great minds work alike because when there was a full moon <laughs> and I was doing weather back in Fort Myers, Florida, uh-huh. I would have viewers send in pictures, and I, when they'd send in a picture of the full moon, I would go ahead and <laughs> and i know i should have done but we had the, but we we had the license we could play whatever music we wanted because we were a, a commercial television station so i would i would throw the picture up and i would say and you know if you look very closely at the moon and again great minds think alike i would say you you can almost see the face of jackie gleason and then i would like <laughs> i would i would slightly superimpose you know that same image <laughs> and i'd go to my personal computer which was right off screen and i'd play the theme to the honeymooners just in the background. Oh my God. For only like seven, eight seconds.
1: I say, Do you see it? Can you, you can kinda see it?
0: And then I just move on. So great minds think alike. That's hilarious.
1: Oh yeah. And it always seemed to be a very, very poor broadcast quality. I guess that's cause the tapes or whatever they call them, the kinescopes were so old on most of those episodes we were watching. But you forgot about that. Like, you'd see, you know, I was usually watching it sandwiched in between Sanford and Son, the Benny Hill Show. Sure. um, Other stuff. And then, see, The Honeymooners was substantially older looking. But I forgot about that because the quality was so great. And um, I don't know. It's just, you talk about, I I can't believe we haven't done this before. The Honeymooners. I mean, it's like royalty as far as sketch comedy. Right.
0: Well, and you talk about the quality. You're right. So many of those kinescopes and they've cleaned them up, but you can tell it's not the greatest quality. However, the classic 39 that people refer to from 55, 56, they did those on film. So if you see one of those, you're like, oh, it looks good. And then you see the kinescope, you go, God, it looks kind of shadowy, a little grainy.
1: But the reason they were mostly shot in the same, they had maybe two, maybe three different sets for per episode but it was mainly in ralph's apartment was because they did it in front of a live audience right
0: yes now it was different again for the classic 39 50, uh, uh-huh. 55 56 they could go to the bus station they could go to the lodge but because that was on film so you could break things down and build them back up but the live show right. you're exactly right i mean when it was when it was a live show it was basically ralph's apartment i think the entire time their tenement as the they called it in brooklyn time. yeah
1: and then Jackie Gleason is a guy who seemed like he became, he was active, but after that, after that classic period, when was it, in the mid-60s or late so that he kind of disappeared for a while? Like, you would see him come out, he was in the Smoky and the Bandit movie, and you yep. would see him you know, in that movie with Tom Hanks or something, but it wasn't really like a regular top-of-the-line performer anymore Is it, did he like semi-retire or something or what was the deal
0: well he went in 1961 he started the variety show again it was called the jackie gleason american scene magazine um and that was right after he did that horrible game show do you remember you're in the picture
1: yeah i heard of it but i never saw it
0: no one really saw it because most of the tapes have been destroyed he came up with the idea for this game show where everyone put their heads through a hole and they were in a picture, but they couldn't tell what the picture was. So they had to ask other people, other celebrities, what picture they were in, say, am I in a field? Is it green? Is there blue sky behind me? And it was just terrible. Worst show oh, yeah, of all time. That's and good. that's what Jackie Gleason said. So he did that show for, for one season, although they only really did the show for one or two episodes, and then he kind of did a talk show. But he brings back the variety show format from 61 to 1970. And in that time period, He's doing The Honeymooners. He's doing Joe the Bartender. He's doing all of his characters. It's just your basic variety show. But of course, you remember how he used to kick off. Maybe you don't, because you can't see any of these episodes anymore. Gleason's got them locked up. But in the 1960s, they had one act that always kicked off the show. Do you remember who it was?
1: Uh, No, I have no idea.
0: Okay, they would start it off, and you can see the American Scene magazine, I think. That's still up there, the pilot They have the theme come up full and they say, Marlboro cigarettes presents the Jackie Gleason American scene magazine. And now away we go. And then a Sammy Smear in the orchestra would start some big production number. And then for seven minutes, you were treated to the stylings of the June Taylor dances. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay that's right yeah
0: now they had color honeymooners too because they went to color obviously in 65 but in the 60s when gleason was doing the honeymooners as part of this show there were the musical honeymooners and you probably haven't seen many of those they've been released nope. on dvd yeah gleason talks about him or his biographer talks about him or he, no actually it was his book he wrote it with um the guy who was friends with marilyn monroe uh the photographer and the author james uh he was another boozer like gleason they were uh Good buddies. They'd go out drinking. Uh, I'll put it in the corrections. But did you know Gleason was not the worst alcoholic on that show?
1: You mean Ed Norton was or Audrey Meadows?
0: <laughs> no, Art Carney was one of those binge drinkers who would who he wouldn't drink for months at a time. But then when uh-huh. he been, went on a binge, he they couldn't find him. It'd be two three he'd days. Disappear. Yeah. Or he'd sometimes he'd be,
1: be down at the bus station.
0: There's a great story about how they're doing a show or rehearsal. And where's Carney? Can't find Carney. Bartender calls up, says, "Listen, Jackie, I'm telling you this." He says, "Art Carney's passed out in a in one of my booths here. I just got in to open up." He said, "Well, how do you know it's Art Carney?" He says, "Because the night manager told me, or the night bartender said, go to the the, the cash drawer. And in the cash drawer there was a watch, a gold watch that Art Carney had given the bartender because he wanted to drink and didn't have any more money. And on the back of the watch it said." To Art Carney, thanks for everything, pal. Jackie Gleason.
1: (laughs) Oh my God! Whoa! Now that you know you got a drinking problem, and you're having to pay with your gold watch. (laughs) Oh my Lord! Wow! But you know now they're not with us. I know Jackie died. Oh yeah, they're all gone. Art Carney, they're all gone. They're all gone.
0: Gleason Gleason in '87, Art Carney 2003, Audrey Meadows in '96, and I thought she, but her sister made it a long time, and then uh, the last one was uh, Jane Meadows. Not Jane Meadows, so I keep saying Jane Meadows. Joyce Randolph, that's her name. I wrote down Joyce Jane. Randolph. Joyce Randolph, yes, yes. She made it to 2015. Bernard Cardi. Yeah.
1: Yeah, in 2015. Now, Gleason died in 86, so he probably wasn't really that old, right? Was he in his 70s or something?
0: Yeah, he was in his 70s, but you remember, he smoked five packs of cigarette, uh, cigarettes a day at one point, so he didn't take care of himself, and obviously, he hit the booze pretty heavy. So to make it that long, I think, is pretty good for him.
1: Yeah, he was fat, smoked, and drank a lot. So you're not going to really roll into your 90s all that well in general. But hey, he had a good time, I'm sure. I mean, now, was he a nice guy? It seems like a guy could have been a very dark guy or could have been a sweetheart, like, you know, Ralph Cramden was at heart. He was both of those things on The Honeymooners.
0: Well, I'm glad you asked me that. And there's a great book. It's called How the Golden Age of Television turned my hair to gray and it was written by one of jackie gleason's first directors back when they were doing the live shows uh, on cbs and according to him yeah i gotta say it he says gleason was a shit gleason had no respect for his writers uh would always criticize him and then when they'd get done with the show he'd say pulled another one out pal pulled it out of my ass or you know i i, I saved you again boys so, yeah, he was kind of a jerk. when mm. he, he had an ego problem. And he always claimed to have a photographic memory, but he didn't. And this is something interesting to watch.
1: <laughs> That's interesting.
0: <laughs> in, in the live episodes, not the classic 39, the ones on film, in the, the ones that are on the kinescope, there are a lot of times where Gleason gets kind of confused. And what they would do then is if Gleason went off script, they would all immediately go to the table and either stand or sit at the table because they knew that the director, trying to follow along with the script, all he had to do was just get that table, and the three of them would ad-lib or get to the point or get to the joke or whatever and get a- and move from there. Because, you know, a lot of times when Gleason would pace, the director would zoom in on him and get him walking around.
1: But if there was well, some- Give me a minute, Dallas. I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. So he was really confused, yeah.
0: And when he rubbed his right. stomach, there's a key. When he <laughs> rubbed his stomach that's a cue that he was given to audrey meadows and art carney that he forgot his line so they would they would sometimes jump in with the next line like say oh i suppose you're gonna tell me my mom can't come to visit either i was gonna say that alice i was gonna say that
1: (laughs) yeah now that you mentioned that that happened a lot there was a lot of pregnant pauses so to speak yeah, and he's walking around, pacing and rubbing his chin and things like. Yeah. Yep. Well, <laughs> as soon, as, as, soon as he
0: as soon as he went to the belly, that was the cue. I missed the line. And there's a, a great episode, and obviously people can Google this, but one time, Gleason leaves and Audrey Meadows leaves, and the uh, one of them was supposed to come in. I'm sure it was Gleason that was supposed to enter, but he missed his cue. So Art Carney is in the flat in the apartment all by himself. Yeah. So what does he do? And this is brilliant. And I read this in Art Carney's uh, biography. He walked over to the icebox and he looks in, doesn't see anything. There's nothing in the icebox, but they had a bowl of fruit on top of the refrigerator. So what does he do? He helps himself to the bowl of fruit and he starts, Uh starts peeling an orange just like Art Carney would peel an orange with you know the the arms flapping to the sides and you know a big, <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts pe- one piece two bit <laughs> and then finally Gleason walks in, but it and it's still you can see it I'm I guarantee it's on YouTube guarantee you, and just to do the house cleaning Art Carney won five Emmys during that time period of the Honeymooners and the Jackie Gleason Show. Gleason never won an Emmy. He was nominated for an Oscar for The Hustler, but he never won an Emmy or an Oscar. Can you believe that?
1: No, I bet he didn't like that too much, huh? Did well, Carney won?
0: Well, he did win a Peabody later in life. But yeah, no, he he went back and forth some people would say or he would say hey listen as long as we're getting the laughs at carney he's gold in my book no he he always had good things to say about carney but then there were stories that behind the scenes he was kind of pissed that he never
1: got recognized so he was jealous i bet he didn't like it at all when carney won the oscar for harry and tonto right
0: you're probably right i've never seen anything about that but yeah he won that what was that like 73 74 i think
1: something like that yeah. yeah yeah I never saw that movie, and have no desire to see it. I don't even know what the hell it's about. It's not. uh, You know
0: what? It's not really that good. Carney's good in it, but it's not really a great movie.
1: Okay. Good. See, there you go. I don't feel bad that I missed it now.
0: All right. I'm just looking to see if there's anything else that I want to mention about uh, uh, Gleason. Now, you remember, did you know that he composed music?
1: Um, Yes. Yes, I did. Now that you mention it, yeah. Now, was it like legit, or was it like, is this like Tony Bennett is also a painter kind of a thing?
0: <laughs> you know, that's a pretty good analogy, a pretty good comparison, because there's a great New Orleans jazz musician, great jazz musician, guy named Bobby Hackett, who was good friends with Louis Armstrong, and uh, he was a recovered alcoholic. He didn't take a drink for the last, I think, thirty years of his life, but Gleason wanted to do his his albums. I think I think the main theme was, or the first, or the biggest one was. Music for lovers
1: only. Yeah, I've heard of it. <laughs> what a what a name yeah. for a, well, a record. Oh I it, like it actually.
0: Well it's they, a, it's a, you, here's another one. And this one I can't believe. Music for her to change her mind.
1: Hmm.
0: Or okay. no, no. Well, hey, mu- mu- music. No
1: means no. Yeah,
0: music to get her to change your mind or something like that. But there were all these wow. beautiful melodies, and they take a picture of Jackie Gleason conducting the orchestra with a cigarette in his hand, you know, and his hands over his head. The fact is, Gleason would would hum a couple of tunes. You know, he'd say, "Hey, how about if we do da 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 da?
1: All right, fellas,
0: right?" And Bobby Hackett among others, would go and actually do the arrangements and write the songs. And I don't know how much credit he got. I'm sure he got paid pretty well because he never complained about it. And he always said Gleason was a good friend of his. Uh,
1: But yeah. Is this like when uh, Barney Fife is singing, but it's really uh, Jim Neighbors behind the curtain or something like that with the the good voice and he thinks it's him and he takes the credit for it, but he really didn't do anything?
0: (laughs) That's pretty good. That's a good comparison right there. (laughs) (laughs) then annie's like no barney you're singing too loud no this is a super sensitive mic (laughs) bringing in the sheaves no too loud too loud bringing in no too loud too loud that's perfect (laughs) (laughs) so that's it uh you know gleason came back in the 70s 76 through 78 he did some honeymooner specials on abc that aren't very good gleason's got the mustache uh, he and Carney both look really, really old, and they both, you know, I mean, Carney has a pot belly, and it's just not the same. I wouldn't even bother yeah. to bother Google, but they paid Gleason a lot of money to do it, so he did, uh, and then, of course, he did a couple of movies, did all the smoking and the Bandits, nothing in common, like you said, so he stayed busy.
1: Your ass is grass. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he say that? I can't remember, but he plays the good co- the, the um, sheriff in that movie. He, I mean, that's good. That was a good role. Well,
0: supposedly uh, they were going to do the movie, and uh, Burt Reynolds is out with Jackie Gleason. They're at dinner, Uh and Gleason is doing that character just as a joke. He's being really polite, (laughs) really polite to the waiters and waitresses, but to everybody else, he's cursing up a blue streak. And and uh, Burt Reynolds supposedly went to Hal Needham, I think was the producer, and said, "No, I'll do it, but only if you cast Jackie Gleason is is the sheriff." That chasing me around really yeah so gleason was doing that character uh character bruford t justice just for burt reynolds and a couple other guys at the table and he turned into a role of a lifetime so there you go yeah all right i think anyway great show jim great show i think it's a great show now you're in new york and i just I, i i think maybe just to wrap it up and usually there's a straggler or two. I wonder, are there any balloons left around the corner that are just, like, like bringing up the, the, the back of the parade? Are there any left there in New York?
1: I think I see a couple. Matter of fact, there's a few being pulled that didn't quite make the cut. We've got Vince Neil from Motley Crue. <laughs> Looks like Jack Nicholson. Oh, my God, there's Gene Simmons from KISS. And, uh, oh, that's not right. It's the Gary Coleman balloon. You should have a Hubert doll. And you should listen to TV Rabbit Hole. What you talking about, Jim? Uh
0: These are my favorite episodes of the TV Rabbit Hole because I have very few corrections to make. Reginald Van Gleeson, he was the character that Jack used to play. He was the guy who was always taking shots of booze, wore the tuxedo. Jackie Gleason wrote his autobiography with the help uh, help of James Bacon, who was a lifelong friend. Harry and Tonto was released in 1974, and that's the film that Art Carney won the Oscar for. And this is just kind of a technicality, but when Jackie Gleason appeared on the game show, it actually wasn't named that tune. It was the $99,000 answer. Potatoes, potatoes, no big deal. Hey, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We'll see you next time, right here on the TV Revitable.